Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to discuss, talk about how to be right without being a total jerk about it. How to criticize others, how to judge others, how to point out where others are wrong. How to do this in a way that may in fact be healthy, which is completely unheard of in our culture because the advice that we have heard that's been drilled into our brains is you can either be right or happy. Meaning, in a relationship, if you want to be happy, you can't be concerned with facts of reality or what reality is. Like Relationships are these things completely outside the confines of objective reality. Uh, a tweet that I responded to earlier this week is, the need to be right will leave you friendless and stupid. Thereby conflating the need to be right with being right. So if you are right and you tell somebody that you're right and that they're wrong about something, then that, that, that you're, you're, they'll, they'll leave you. They'll leave you and you'll be dumb. And then, of course, somebody famous once says, judge not lest ye be judged. So the only reason you don't judge other people is because people may judge you. You don't want people judging you, so you better not judge other people. I mean, this is all fear-based, fear-driven. I mean, this sounds nice, but ultimately what this is is codependence. It's very much like when uh, Roosevelt said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. That sounds nice, but okay, that's actually the uh, implication of obsessive-compulsive disorder. Uh, so maybe if you're stupid if you have a low IQ, then maybe it's just better to judge not lest ye be judged. But I'd like to think if you're a viewer here, if you're a listener here, tend to be a little bit smarter than average. There's a better way of going about having relationships. Uh, and that is to be honest about with people about what's going on and what you're thinking about whatever they just said. Otherwise, it's not a real relationship. It's just a pretense to a relationship. I mean, that's codependence. And that's the, the cultural stew that we're all swimming in. So, it's good to be honest. It's good to judge. It's good to criticize. It's good to let people know what you're thinking and feeling. However, you don't want to be a dick about it. You don't want to be a jerk about it. So how, how can you be honest? How can you be right about something and then do it in a right way? Do it in a way that really connects you with the person who you're talking with and not distancing. Not saying, oh, you're down there in... Uh, immorality land and I'm up here in moral superiority land how do you do it without that because that's just not true right you can be right about something and not be morally superior believe it or not I think this came up on Twitter yeah I'm, I'm talking about this because this came up on Twitter this week uh, with uh, with my mutuals as they say there was a couple, a man and a, a woman, husband and wife, and they decided not to have kids, and people were saying, oh, you do you. And maybe, you know, is, is it right to say, if you really think that it's good for people to have kids who are able to have children, is, is it okay for you to say, no, I really think that you should have children? people who are going back and forth about this so I think it's okay to criticize it's okay to, to voice disagreement I even think it's healthy but you got to keep some things in mind let's keep these three things in mind how to be right in the right way the first thing is to look at your intention if you have a disagreement with somebody let's say you're at in a dinner party and somebody says something you disagree with they said something yeah they said something wrong why 
why would you bring up that you disagree with them? Something to look at is, is this a mask for your own self-hatred or your own self-criticism? I mean, that's one way that people, one reason why people criticize others is it's a mask for their own criticism they have of themselves and they don't want to look at that. They don't want to look at the critique they have of themselves, so they project that out onto somebody else. And they take a lot of the, their, you know, their self-hatred, that venomous self-hatred, and they put it out on somebody else. And that we, we see that happen when we go, oh, criticizing is wrong or judging is wrong. But it, that's not true. It's just judging in that way, judging with all this psychological baggage attached to it. So that's something you need to look at. The other thing you need to look at is, are you trying to get validated by being right? You know, a lot of especially smart guys, when they don't feel good enough, which is a, the implication of neurosis, is I don't feel good enough for this situation, this relationship, whatever, just on some level. So what smart guys will do, I'm talking about myself here, what, what smart guys will do is they will need feel like they need to be smart enough or they feel like they need to be smart and make good points to compensate for the fact that they don't really feel good enough. Another way of saying this is, are you trying to feel like a valid human? And your way, your way to feel like a valid human is to judge others, as opposed to, are you trying to connect with them? The other thing you need to consider is, do you really want to help? The, the, the reason why you're voicing this judgment or criticism, is it truly for the sake of helping? Or do you just want people, again, just to see that you're smart? Now, I'm not even saying you need to help somebody, because... That brings its own codependence issues. Like, it's, it's, you're not there to help people. You're there to communicate with people and be honest with people because that's the only way you can form true, honest connections with other people. But are you really there to help? I would say the best uh, motivation for this is really just uh, connection. Is do you do it? Do you actually say something uncomfortable? Do you say something that other people would think is criticism or judgment of somebody else? Do you do it for the sake of the relationship, for the sake of having an honest relationship with somebody? So that was all under intention, which is one thing. Is one, one thing you have to really figure out, get ironed out, you know, iron out all, all the, the, the folds, all the wrinkles in your intention first. Then... Another way to criticize in a healthy way is to empathize as you criticize, empathize as you judge. Especially if you feel the need to say something, then it's probably personal, which means you've probably dealt with that issue before. I know, you know, the, the, what started this whole discussion is, do you criticize, do you judge somebody who doesn't want to have children, even though they're capable of having children? Well, I think the reason why that's coming up as an issue for you, I know the reason why it comes up as an issue for me is because I didn't, I, I totally empathize where you're coming from. Because I didn't want to have kids until I was 32, at least, maybe more like 34. I was, I mean, it was, well, we don't have to get into it, but I just thought, like, I, I can't do that. It wasn't a selfish, I, I, I know I could have done it, but I just didn't want to do it. It just seemed like a hassle. I wasn't looking at it from the right perspective. And, and I think when people usually don't want to have children, when, when they are otherwise physically able to, when they find somebody who they will have children with, the reason they don't want to have children is because they have implications in the back of their mind from a less than healthy childhood 
that makes having children seem like more of a burden than it is. And they have not uh, even identified what these premises of relationships are, let alone disabuse themselves of these premises. And so this kind of just adds to this mixture of, eh, just this feeling, this kind of blah, grayish brown feeling of, eh, I just don't want to have children. So when you communicate that, do you do it from this place of empathy? Like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And then your criticism, though it's still the criticism, your, your criticism looks a lot more like letting people know what you went through. Yeah, I didn't want to have children either. But then, I don't know, I went to therapy and I figured out all these things and this was my path. Not saying that's for you, but I, I see where you're coming from, or at least I think I do. I, I can recognize that what I'm doing here, that my criticism of you is could just be a projection, but I still need to say something, even if I'm wrong. And uh, the third thing to keep in mind when, when looking at how you criticize people and how to do it in the right way, and you've probably heard this before, but unless you really know somebody, unless that this person is truly a good friend who you've been friends with for a while, don't criticize them, criticize their ideas, criticize their position. Now, a lot of people do this the opposite way. If it's a really good friend, then they'll never criticize them. And then they go online and criticize somebody on Twitter and they, they think they're just being right, but, but really they're just taking the lack of connection in, in their relationship and whatever frustration is there, just dumping it onto this random person on Twitter. The worst thing to do though, if you're smart, the worst thing to do is to not say anything. The worst thing to do for the sake of your relationship, when, you, when there is a disagreement, when you get a feeling like, oh, that's not the right thing, Ooh, do I say something here? The worst thing to do is to say nothing. That is the ultimate disconnection. That is the ultimate codependence because you're doing it for out of fear. You're doing it because you could be wrong. You're doing it because then somebody will judge you. You're doing it because then people will leave you and you're going to be friendless and stupid. Now, if you're just going to go through life and not care about understanding your emotional issues and why you do the things you do, then maybe you just got to go at a dinner party, you got to just say, judge not, and just have that premise in your mind. But if you want to be smart about this, if you really want to understand where you're coming from and what your issues are, and you're interested in going to therapy and getting the nuance of, of your emotional literacy figured out, it's, it's incredibly freeing because you know, let's say it's in the context of a dinner party and somebody's saying they don't want to have children and people are saying, hey, you do you. Oh, oh you know, the, the, the couple of three kids goes, oh boy, I wish I would have thought of that. You know, we, we did it to ourselves. You know, my wife's pregnant again, right? In, in, in that context, it's, it's incredibly freeing when you know your issues your psychological issues, you're able to understand them better than anybody else there will. So you can be honest. You can be more authentic. You can be more transparent is a healthy word. You know, men say we're, men are transparent, women are vulnerable. Whatever, right? Choose whatever. It's like doll versus action figure. You choose what word you want to make it seem less wussy than it really is. Because it's only through there can you really, you know, develop um, 
authentic relationship with somebody. And, and so let's say you do criticize somebody and it is wrong and you do have these ill intentions behind it. So what? There's this thing called apologies. You can always go back and apologize. And if the other person is somewhat healthy, any reasonable amount of psychological health, if there's if they're, they're somebody who you, you would even want to have in your life, a little bit, then they're going to accept your apology and it's going to lead to a healthier relationship. It's, it's going to lead to a real relationship and one where you're not like, you know, like we say in group, like playing chess and, oh, I had this feeling, do I really need to say it? And that's really what this is ultimately about is a shift needs to happen. If you really want to be psychologically healthy and that is to go from minimizing your feeling and constantly doing the calculation of, okay, I had this feeling, I, I had this judgment of somebody, do I say it, do I not say it, is this the right situation, do I kind of corner the person over there at that, that end of the kitchen and say it privately so nobody can hear it, it's just this constant calculation. And then of course, as an aside, then you get, <laughs> then at the end of the day, you feel like you need to have three beers or smoke a bowl, and you're like, oh, I'm just stressed. I'm just stressed all the time. Where is this coming from? Yeah, because you're constantly minimizing your feeling. The shift is you go from minimizing not honoring your feeling to honoring your feeling. That's the shift that needs to happen. And that can really only come when you understand what your issue is, what your problems are, where they really come from. Develop emotional literacy which I can help you with. I have one way of doing that very well, I think, in the therapy that I do. We do free consultations. You see the link in the description. Thank you guys. Like and subscribe. Of course, the ultimate price for watching these videos or listening to this is talk about this with somebody. Talk about these ideas with somebody else. And remember, it's okay to criticize, even if, especially if, you happen to be wrong.